Welcome back to The Gabble and the Gabble. It's me, Harry, at Windsor Auctions, and I'm joined by... It's me, Simon, at Lime Bay Auctions in beautiful, deepest, darkest Devon. How are you, Harry? I'm really well, mate. And uh, we are just off the back of seeing each other every day for what seems like forever. We've been on the rostrum for three or four days, have we not? We have, mate, we have. But my word, three magnificent auctions. I tell you what, I enjoyed those immensely, which obviously goes to show how shallow I am, because clearly I enjoy it because everything sold, great prices, great sale rates, great people bidding in the room. Some of the busiest auction days we've had in a long time. So, yeah, it was brilliant, mate, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant. And you did all right. We did all right. Yeah, we had um, we had a couple of good ones at Windsor, and like you did at Lime Bay. But it's now the interesting bits afterwards, isn't it? It's the um, postage. It's the yeah, it's shipping. It carnage. It's all that. It's carnage. all the carnage afterwards. Um, my favourite anecdote uh, this week is um, well, I've got many, but we're we're going to keep this brief. Is a gentleman who rang up said, "Can you post the item to us?" Uh, we sent him a postage quote. I think it was about fifteen pounds to include postage, packing, getting it to the you know to the post office and all that sort of stuff. He then rang the next day, uh, emailed sorry the next day to say the item has arrived. It's arrived the day after I paid for it, and which is pretty quick. It was really well packed, absolutely fantastic. But I'd like a reduction in uh, a refund for my postage um, because it didn't cost you as it didn't cost you as much. Because the price is on the postage label. It didn't cost you as much as the postage label. So I don't think you've behaved correctly and I would like a refund. So he's agreed the price. It's arrived in double quick time. It's well packaged. All of those things he's agreed. But he'd now like a refund because it says £9 on the box or something. <laughs> and we charge him an extra couple of quid for the packaging and the labour and the trip to the post office. And uh, right. Well, lovely. So we'll just work for free, shall we? Paragraph three. Don't tell me you've had to drive it to the post office because that should be included. <laughs> so I tell you what, we'll we'll just uh, my family and I will uh, exist off of fresh air and licking tarmac whilst uh, you enjoy basically free services. That's excellent. That's a great that's a win win all round, sir. Thank you very much for your consideration. Is he barred? <laughs> no, we're not barring him. We're just laughing. And also, oh, come on. I We never bar people. Well, we do occasionally. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we do. We do occasionally. Um, and our favourite uh, phone call that we received yesterday, Simon, was uh, in a previous episode, we talked to man, about a man who offered us a reduction, reduced stay in his hotel. Do you remember? For not paying storage fees. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, a lady yeah. who, has not, who has not bought from us is a podcast listener, rang the auction house. <laughs> to say you have not reverted back to this story, and I'm desperate to know whether the man paid the story's charges. <laughs> oh, bless her! I love her. This uh, much love. She obviously cares. This lady is, um, and, and I'm afraid to tell you, um, listener, dear listener, uh, that no, he didn't, and um, it's just a, a carnage. But never mind, he didn't. But thank you for listening, and uh, we really, really appreciate it today, Simon. Who have we got on? Uh, we have got Mr. Kempton himself. Edward Cruttenden. And he is a bit of a legend, quite frankly. 
Dear listener, if you don't know about the legend that is Kempton, um, it's almost uh, enshrined in antiques co- uh, collectibles and the trade it's history. Uh, you're going to learn all about it right now uh, from the wonderful Ed. We are delighted to welcome to The Gavel and the Gabble, Edward Crossenden, who is the man behind Europe's biggest antiques fair, based out of Kempton Racecourse. It's now at Sandown. It's in Wimbledon. It's everywhere. The man is leading the charge at making sure antique fairs stay front and centre of our cultural well-being. Here he is. It's Ed. Good afternoon, Harry. Good afternoon, Simon. Thank you so much for having us. Generally, generally, I'm quite excited about this. Uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, having a good old chinwag. Well, Ed, with everything that you've got on and all of these massive fairs, I can't believe you've got time to join us. So thank you very much for taking time out. <laughs> no, 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 it's absolutely, yeah, no, generally looking forward to this, gents. Yeah, no, no, as I said, I've been listening to your podcast and uh, yeah, a lot, lot of fun, a lot of fun. Ah, you're the one. Thanks for that, Ed. I appreciate it. Well, money's, yeah. uh, check's in the post. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's on perfect, it's perfect. Just looking at my Bitcoin account. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one, but... Ed, for our listeners now, uh, anybody in the business uh, will know about the long history of Kempton, knows the the name Kempton, because it's synonymous with the biggest market in Europe for antiques. But tell us a little bit about the history of the fair, where it started, how it started, and how it's been built up to be this magnificent event. Okay, so it's kind of credit to, you know, really start sort of at the beginning. It's uh, credit to my sort of late mum, you know, Sue, who, you know, she's the, you know, she's the brains behind it. You know, she, she had this idea back in sort of, you know, I think it was, we sort of think it was like uh, 19 sort of 80. Uh, She was working for sort of British Airways at the time, Uh, had my, my elder brother and myself sort of came into this world and, you know, she had to sort of, you know, think about other ways and, uh, her friends were kind of in the trade uh, uh, themselves and sort of said to, to mum, look, you know, why don't we could lend you, a, you know, some money and you could sort of start, you know, sort of buying and selling a few antiques. And she started uh, sort of doing a fair. I think it was one at Streatham, sort of Church Hall, uh, when I was actually used to go to, to go to sort of nursery there and actually used to sort of, you know, sleep underneath her table, you know, and, and crazy <laughs> stories. But, uh, you know, she was sort of in the trade and she just said, I remember this one day. She goes, it was just awful. She goes, I bought a clock, what I thought was going to, you know, make my sort of fortune. And the clock turned out to be what it wasn't to be. Uh, I'm walking out to the car park with my stop. The bottom fell out of the, you know, the box. All my stop fell on the floor. And she just went, you know what, this is just really not for me. And the guy came around to collect the rent at the end of the day. And she was like, you know, he's the guy with the sort of, you know, the the sort of the brains behind this. And um, that was really it. She sort of started uh, at Sunbury Cricket Club. Uh, that sort of grew and grew. And then, uh, you know, Kempton Park was down the road and she approached, uh, you know, back in the day when Kempton Park were just doing sort of Masonic dinner and dances and, uh, you know, functions apart from racing. That was all they kind of did. And, you know, mum sort of approached Major Webster and he sort of, you know, fell off his chair, sort of, you know, a lady approaching him wanting to run an antiques market at my race course. And she said, I'll give you like 500 pounds. Sue, no problem at all. <laughs> when, when do you want to start? <laughs> uh, and that was it, you know, and she sort of, you know, sort of begged friends to go, like, oh, Sue, you know, we've, you know, we've got street cred kind of thing. And she was like, oh, please, please. So I think, you know, generally the story goes, she started off with like 12 of her friends 
just trying to fill the place to make it look like something. And, and the rest is history. You know, it grew and grew and grew. And, you know, here we are now, you know, almost 45 years later on, uh, you know, chatting to you guys about it. So we're just, you know, it's great. It's, you know, it's a real, you know, when you sort of alluded to in your sort of podcast about sort of family, uh, you know, businesses, this is the sort of, you know, uh, you know, the, the, what it's all about, you know, for us at, at Kempton especially. Do you know, that is absolutely amazing. And, and the, you know, Sue, to have that vision and to have built, because, I mean, let's let's assume that there are some people out there uh, listening to the podcast that don't know about Kempton. Um, because anybody in the trade, if you talk about fares, the first name that comes out of their mouth is Kempton. It is, it is just one of the biggest. But the size and scale when you go to it the first time, just for our listeners, assuming they, they haven't, give us an idea of the size and scale of this market, because it is incredible, isn't it? So, yeah, no, we kind of have, uh, so it's run twice a month, second and last Tuesday, let's get the plugs in here, second and last Tuesday of every month at Summary Antiques at Kempton Park Racecourse. Uh, so yeah, so we have, um, it's an antiques market uh, and we're sort of very careful, you know, we're not like a fine art lapel affair, uh, you know, we're not a glorified car boot sale. It's an antiques market. So, you know, there's a range of, of pieces to buy. You know, I think someone says, you know, if you can imagine it, someone at Kempton will be selling it. You know, it is literally everything for everyone. You know, we have probably 350, 400 outdoor hard standing pictures so you've got guys that are coming over from france and belgium that are clearing out sheets you know then it's just everything that you could think of you know that's that and then we have sort of inside store holders so again we probably have about another 300 inside that are selling from ceramics glassware you know jewelry it's literally everything that you can think of you know it's a sort of mecca uh you know for the antiques trade uh, you know, the interior designers that are coming there, you know, film studios, we've got Netflix and, you know, Shepton Studios down the road that have been, you know, buying. But it, it, literally anybody and anybody comes to Kempton. And as I say, for the first time, as you alluded to, I've got sort of friends or, you know, I love meeting people for the first time. I sort of go, let's grab a coffee. I'm just wandering around and just sort of looking at them and their kind of face just, just lights up, uh, illuminates and just listening to the the characters and the conversations that are going on and just the the buzz of, of about the place it's almost like it's quite tangible it's quite it, tangible it, it's it's almost a show isn't it i mean because you can walk around every corner and there'll be a different character there'll be a different trader uh, maybe from you, you know uh, overseas that have literally traveled just to go to kempton just to sell at kempton and like you say the range of things that you can can potentially buy at Kempton is is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's kind of you know what what we, what excites us, you know, as you, as you say, you know, that's that's what the the joy of it is. It's about the people, you know. I think again we sort of talked yeah. about this before, but you know what it is is very much about the fair is about the people. The people make the fair. You know, we're just sort of orchestras, you know, conductors of of what what's going on there and sort of trying to keep everything in check. And it's, you know, for me, it's like running around spinning plates all day. Uh, it's just sort of making sure that, you know, everything's kind of going. But, yeah, I just, it's it's the people, as they say, and it's the the spectrum of stuff, of, of stock and the array of, of you know, what you can buy. Uh, it, it's just, you know, absolutely sort of mind-boggling. Would I be right in saying um, that when it started out, it was far more trade um, but these days, these days, that's changed phenomenally, hasn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as I say, you know, sort of 40 years ago, uh, you know, it was very much, you know, an antiques market. And that's what we've kind of worked hard to uh, educate, uh, not educate is such a want to word, but the exposure to try to say to, you know, the average person when people sort of often in the past thought about antique fairs, they maybe had this vision of sort of, you know, cups and saucers and doily cloths. So we had to kind of you know, rebrand ourselves and then, you know, be able to attract, uh, you know, the, the demographic that we have now coming to the fair. Uh, you know, that's kind of one of the sort of things that we sort of keep driving today is, you know, wanting to show that, you know, Kempton's for sort of everybody to come along, you know, not just for the trade, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, yeah. I think from um, from our perspective, what we like about it is the fact that obviously we deal with the trade, not just the general public. And the, and the trade look forward to those Tuesdays. They meet up, they try to pitch up together. Groups of friends will all be in a little line, which is bad if you're an auctioneer and you have to walk past them because that's that's 50 metres of heckling rather than one van. Um, but there's that. But also, they're so welcoming. Simon and I have a quick anecdote about a young lady who works with us part-time who's also a dealer. And we said to her, Look, go to Kempton, get a pitch at Kempton. Um, and a young lady called Sophie, Flor- Flo's Treasures, isn't it? I think it's Florence's Treasures. Florence's yeah. Treasures. And we said, look, we're going to introduce you to one person who's a trader there. And he will keep an eye on you. You're a, you know, you're a young lady on your own. You don't quite know what's going on. She now cannot wait for Tuesday. She drives up from the coast. They're so welcoming. They look after her. You know, she's not, and she's not a shrinking violet. She's a good little trader, but they are, and they are, they've, t- the group of people that you have there are, and the regular people who pitch up and have been doing it for years and years and years are a very, a, a great community, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I kind of said it to you. Know, it's all about the people there. You know, the, the traders, you know, probably 90% or probably 80% of them, you know, uh, do kept and sort of religiously. Um, and as I say, it's it's a lot of the, some of the sort of tr- traders have traded, you know, since I was, you know, younger. And it's it's almost like a social thing for them to meet up, you know, and to, to sort of, you know, especially the trade, you know, they can just discuss things and, you know, uh, you know, sort of, you know, chat with each other. But as I say, it's the sort of camaraderie between everybody that gets it. You know, I've got some, you know, great stories about traders, you know, that, that are just in the past. It just, it's the people, as I say, yeah, it, it, exactly what it's all about. And can anyone get a pitch at Kempton? How, do, how does that work, Ed? So, yeah, absolutely. It's open to everybody. You know, there's no sort of vetting uh, sort of procedure that happens. Um, it's a case of, yeah, you know, if you want to come and, you know, have a, you know, as I say, you know, we're there at every single fair, you know, so we can sort of welcome them and, you know, talk them through how it all works. And, you know, as I say, I, talking about Sophie, you know, if someone, someone's coming and it's their first time, we always sort of make a point of, you know, sort of asking them, you know, what kind of stock do you have? What style have you got? Not just, but I can sort of work out, you know, where I can sort of put them and, you know, oh, that guy's really nice. He's going to kind of look after you and, you know, kind of group, as you just sort of said, you know, sort of group people together, you know, which is great. You know, there's a, a great story of, sort of uh, one of the English guys used to come in and always used to sort of come in at a certain time. And then sort of one particular ferry sort of came in and said, oh, you know, so-and-so the Belgian dealer in yet. And I was going, no, no, no. He normally comes in about an hour later on. And he's like, oh, I think I'll just sort of go outside and, and wait to come in a bit. I said, okay, no problem, no problem at all. So with that, they sort of came in together and sort of started trading with each other next to each other. I thought, well, that's quite nice. You know, they've sort of made friends and, you know, that's lovely. 
And sort of later in the morning, I was sort of walking past about 11 o'clock and they were sitting down at a table having wine and cheese together. Uh, so <laughs> sort of every single fair, you know, that's kind of what they did. And they used to wait and I sort of come past again, Ed, come and join us. I go, look, I've got to do some work here, guys. I start on the wine and cheese now. It's going to be game over. As much as I'd love to. And then every single fair then and there, they used to sort of come in together and sit down and I'd sort of come past and go, where's the wine and cheese? Go, Ed, it's not 11 o'clock yet. Business first. I have to do business first. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing, you know, the people there, the French guys, you know, it's just, it's just great. It's just, as I say, it's, it's just, you know, as I say, the people just wandering around, you know, you don't have to be a, a dealer, you know, as especially nowadays, you know, with sort of social media, uh, you know, as you just sort of said, Kempton was historically like a really sort of trade event and only really the trade knew about it. But you know, with the exposure that we've got now with, you know, people writing about Kempton and blogging and, you know, interior designers and, you know, not so much the sort of television, um, but just generally people talking about it. I think that's the best way how Kempton have grown. You know, we can spend, you know, we've done tens of the hundreds of thousands of pounds advertising and, you know, putting blah, blah, but it's ultimately someone chatting to their friend and going, oh, where did you get that from? Oh, I went to this great antique at Kempton Park or wherever it was. And, you know, that is always the best way of, you know, marketing or having something when, you know, someone's chatting to something down the pub or a bar or over a coffee and they go, oh my God, I went to this like great place. And, you know, that speaks volumes for us. That speaks volumes for us. Absolutely, yeah. Recently or reasonably recently in the lifespan of Sambury Antiques and Kempton, etc., you've moved, you've added venues. We're, we've we've gone to Sandown. Tell us about how that evolved. Again, that was kind of just it all sort of ties into what we're talking about. You know, the fact is that Kempton sort of being so trade orientated, uh, that was always on. You know, and is the second and the last Tuesday of every month set in stone. You know, we started with one Tuesday and then it grew and people started saying, oh, this is really great, Sue. This is really great. You thought about doing another one. She thought, well, I'll do the last Tuesday. My pounds about, hold on a minute, I'll do the second. There we go, brilliant. We've got this formula going here. And that's kind of set in stone. But over the years, so many people started approaching ourselves uh, and sort of saying, oh, we love seeing stuff on social media. And we read about it in blogs and, you know, interior designers and yada, yada. You know, we hear about it. But we work during the week, like most normal people do. You know, it's a crazy <laughs> antique trade that, you know, sort of, uh, you know, that, that sort of, you know, that, that get around. So we sort of, we're missing a whole demographic of people here that we're we're not tapping into that would really love to see Kempton or you know the traders and see what they sell and you know looking at magazines and sort of going, oh, I really like that style. I'd like that for my house, my flat, or whatever. So we suddenly approached Sandown Park and. We sort of said, okay, let's think about doing a fair. There was a fair that was already established there many, many years ago. You know, Wonder Whistle, great sort of venue, blah, blah, blah. But things sort of went by the by. So anyway, we sort of picked up the bootstraps and and people were like, you know, great, really pleased that you and Jen have sort of taken this on and giving it a bit of fire. Um, and so many, we initially started on the Tuesday between Kempton's. And then so many people started coming up to us saying, oh, you know, oh, there used to be a Sunday fair here. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. And then another, Ed, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. You and Jen, fantastic. Um, there used to be a Sunday fair here. And I was thinking, hang on a minute. Right, you're about the 20th person that's come up to me and thought about the Sunday situation. And as I say, there was us thinking, well, that's what we've always wanted to do at Kempton because so many people wanted to come but can't because they work during the week. Okay, let's do a Sunday uh, some of the traders that did the Tuesday were like, oh, we don't work over the weekends. And we're like, look, okay, but we've got to give it a go. You know, so, you know, the, you were, most of the majority are saying, let's try Sunday. And it just, just, you know, I kind of, I, I, 
It said two, we do, we do two and see what goes, because obviously, you know, Sandown, we're going to charge, you know, the jockey club rent, which is fine, but, you know, they're not too shy. So I said, I can, I can sort of, <laughs> we take a, you know, we can not take a punt. I was pretty confident on it, but, you know, you, you, you never know, you know, don't don't count your chickens kind of thing. And anyway, we did the first two Sundays and it was just a success. You know, you could see that it really had legs on it. The trade, the feedback from the traders were, you know, that's ultimately what it's about. You could see the footfall coming through the door, but ultimately, as you know, less, you know, mum used to sort of say, look, you can have the world and his wife coming through your fare, but if they're not putting their hands in their pockets, it's irrelevant. So, you know, yes, you can drive, you know, old thousands of people through the door, but if they're just walking around with their hands in their pockets, it's, it's no good for anybody. So you've got to pitch it and get the right people coming through, which we live around the area and know the demographic of Isha and, and the surrounding sort of towns and anyway yeah it's just it's really kind of found its kind of mojo there and it's really hit a nice vibe and the trade that have stuck with us now I think we're fourth or fifth year now at Sandown maybe longer than that uh, of doing the Sunday ones um, and like we did one last Sunday just the footfall was phenomenal and, and you know, they are actually spending and the trade what's really interesting about it is they've adapted their stock to the audience that's coming, the you know the, the people that are coming through the door, which is really they, interesting. They, we've we've seen that in the auction house. They buy with Sandown in mind. You actually hear them when they collect it at Windsor saying, "This is going to Sandown. This is the sort of thing." It, that's why I brought it up. It's really interesting, obviously because we're local. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's they've kind of got onto the sort of retail side of it, so they're now. Uh, buying or you know keeping oh that's for Kempton I, that, that's that's you know I know that would do well at Kempton and it's the genius of the trade you know you just got to go you know that's why they do what they do you know uh are very good at it but it's very interesting from our side to see how they adapt and you know what stock they're bringing to Sandown because they're knowing that it's it's a retail environment whereas if they bought that at Kempton the trade are going to go, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of, uh, you know, I love it. It's a, it's a really nice venue. Sandown itself aesthetically, you know, is lovely. Uh, and again, I, I digress. It's a lovely story. When we did our first Sandown, um, I was like, right, okay. You know, we've got a pool of money that we've used to advertise and market it. Uh, I can't keep using that same amount of money because it's, you know, it's not infinite. It's going to run out. You know, I need to kind of work out what's going. So I kind of said, right, okay, what do in the afternoon when it sort of gets going a bit? I'll do free PIMS for everybody. And I'll kind of stop them and ask them how they found out about the fair. And that will give me a bit of, you know, feedback of, you know, did they read it in this magazine? Did they hear it on the radio? Yada, yada. So I'm standing there and people are handing out pims and a friend of mine that works, you know, runs a local pub, he was telling me I was all doing it wrong. So he kind of helped me out. But most of the people actually, you know, I don't know marketing works, but a lot of people on social media, but a lot of people, are, there's a huge sign outside of Sandown, Sandown Park, which is on the major road from Isha to sort of the A3. And so many people said, oh, I just drove past and saw it on the sign. I was like, no, wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. Like, great, but like, I spent thousands advertising this. And you're telling me you just drove past it. Like, oh, crikey. Uh, so, me, yeah. Give me, give me my pims back. That's the yeah, wrong exactly, answer. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, no, you know, it's all, you know, anyway, yeah, it's funny. And then uh, we had a, uh, one of our traders, uh, sort of known, he's a, a sort of semi professional musician. So I sort of said, Nick, I said, I'll tell you what, I said, it'd be really good if maybe, you know, if I'm going to sort of do PIMS in the afternoon 
uh, why don't you sort of do, if you could do like a, maybe sort of a bit of jazz sort of stuff like that. He goes, yeah, yeah. I've got a friend of mine. She's like a jazz singer. I'll get her along. So like, you know, tell her whatever it is. We'll do it and I'll have a deal with you. We're, we're good. So anyway, it was really lovely. He kind of set up his sort of stage in the middle of the parade ring. I'm handing out pins and he goes, oh, wait. He goes, the problem is, he goes, I've got nobody on my pitch selling. I've only got a friend of mine helping me out. Could I still do a few bits? I said, well, yeah, that's fine. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, it was absolutely hilarious. He's like halfway through like a sort of, you know, a piano sort of, you know, solo bit. And they'd look up and his mate would be sort of holding up. How much is that? How much do you want for that? And he'd go, oh, oh. 40 quid, and then carry on playing the piano. <laughs> and then it's, it's going, cheers, uh, we'll just take 35. And it's just, he goes, and it was brilliant. And he sort of came up to me at the end, he goes, oh, Ed, I'm really, really sorry. And I said, no, absolutely, that made it. That was absolutely perfect. You could not have written that. That was scripted. That was just off the cuff. That is hilarious. So, yeah, it, and it's kind of, it, as I said, it's, it's gone on from there. Uh, we love it. The traders love it. And um, yeah, it's it's a kind of it's refreshing for me and Jen because it's a, a sort of totally different vibe there. Um, as I say, last Sunday, one of the traders actually, you know, but we, we opened at eleven and about eleven o'clock. Me and Jen sort of looked through the Surrey Hall, and there was just like heads, you know, people buys, and we're like, brilliant, you know, <laughs> not words to that effect, but um, you know, fantastic. And then one of the traders put something on Instagram with a picture from his pitch. Uh, and I sort of said to him, do you mind if I link your photograph? He said, it's a great one. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll send you the original. So we've been milking that one on socials for a couple of weeks now. But yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we love it. We love it there. I'm interested to know, Ed, because now uh, we have a little anecdote about Kempton, don't we, Harry? Yeah, it's the reason why we're auctioneers and not traders, isn't it, Simon? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Where's so, this going? <laughs> no, no. It, all good. All good. And it, reflect, it reflects very well on you and very okay. badly on the pair of Perfect. us. Okay, so, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> how, when, when Harry and I were starting out and trying to get out of our corporate careers and into auctioneering, trading, um, we had a van called Monty, uh, a white transit yeah. van, which we loaded up and we booked a pitch at Kempton. Yeah. And uh, we rocked up at some ungodly hour, by the way, yeah. Ed. Yeah. Yeah, Apologies just, about I, that. I, do you know what? Yeah. No, I wanted to say this earlier. Doesn't Ed look healthy for a man who goes to work at 2 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Two? That's a lion. I'm there at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> 2 a.m.'s a lion. <laughs> So we had no idea. And actually, do you know what? We found, uh, you know, the this two Herberts rocked up at Kempton at whatever it was, 3 a.m. to get a pitch. We knew nothing about it. You guys couldn't have been more welcoming, more exactly. helpful, more supportive. It was wonderful. Um, and then we got into the into the swing of things and we understood that you only open your doors ah. at the right time. <laughs> Tell us about that, that Ed. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just, uh, as my, uh, that, uh, it comes down to stories about my mum. It was hilarious, you know. It, it, the, the, the point is, you know, and it's got a sort of, not a, a, a sort of a serious point, but it, it makes the fair fair, you know. So we sort of say the, 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 the fair opens up at half past six. Now, in an ideal world, we would love to say to people, fine, you know, half past five, you can start unloading and setting up your pitch because some of the pitches, you generally walk around and they are, you know, <laughs> sort of, you know, it sounds, uh, this is, but the, the style that these guys have with their pitches, you know, the, the ladies and the guys that set up their stands, 
you know, some of it is literally just thrown out, open the back of the van, stick it in reverse, put the handbrake on, and it comes out. There you go, brilliant. That's why I stand that was up us. for the day. That was us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, Our other people, style. it's 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 like product placement. You know, it, it yeah. very very clever, and it honestly could be something out of one of the sort of you know Selfridges windows. You know, joking apart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that great. You know, they take time and effort to sort of place everything together, which I'd love to be able to to do that to give people more time. But if, for instance, hypothetically, you know, we gave you know an hour for them to set up half of the stuff would be bought and sold before we actually opened at half past six. And, you know, and we're trying to be sort of serious that the fact there's, you know, the, the people that have come to Kempton to buy, it's got to be a level playing field for everybody. And if they've driven two or three hours to get to Kempton and it's advertised at half past six and they get there at half past six and they get, walk around the fair, sorry, mate, sold, sorry, mate, sold, sorry, mate, sold. They're like, Ed, is that open at half past six? Are you open at half past five? Because uh, I'll get her at half past five next time. So mum is to say that going back to that bit, uh, Simon, it's very funny because, you know, people remember my mum just driving around, shut your door, you know, <laughs> screaming at people. And then yeah. put the fear of God into people. Then, you know, it's like, it's a laugh, sort of, you know, she, you know, she, she that's, you know, almost like, as I said before, handing out yellow cards, you know, and, and if you know, there are like multiple, you know, um, sort of, you know, offenders and sort of doing it on sort of, you know, various occasions oh. or whatever, she would, they would get red. They would get red. She go, that's it, you're banned. You're banned, that's it. There's so many people like, Jesus Christ, you got banned by your mum so many times. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, well, just, but you, I like, just I, <laughs> go on. And I like the fact that in that comment, you said, I got banned by your mum so many times. So generally <laughs> yeah. underneath it, your mum was very forgiving. You were always yeah, allowed no, back well, after, no, 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 exactly. after a brief pause. So, yeah, no, Harry, it was hilarious because... She used to sort of say, that's it, you're bad, that's it, you're bad. And they would sort of, you know, come back sort of quietly and go, you know, is your mum about? And I'm like, just, 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 just don't open your doors before half past six. And then, you know, a couple of fairs later on, she'd go, it's awfully quiet, isn't it? Okay, that's because you banned everybody, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pete used to say, it would just kind of be had a joke, but it was a kind of serious note to it. And we still, to this day, you know, have that really, you know, sort of fine line, you know, saying to the traders because they're going, Ed, I need like more time to unload. And then, you know, the traders, the guys that are coming to buy, the ladies that are coming to buy are going, well, Ed, you know, I'm getting there. And, you know, so it's this sort of, sort of, yeah, dance that we have to do all the time. Oh, it was brilliant. So it's, it's, it's almost sort of written in folklore. So we, we parked our, <laughs> uh, and this is obviously all down to your mum, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we drove Monty Van onto our pitch and there yeah. were traders either side milling about. And we thought, well, they ought to be doing some work, getting on with it. I think it was me, actually, not Harry. It was me that put my hand on the back the of the hand. door. Oh. It, it, oh. Went, it went click. <laughs> it went... It's that sound. Yeah, it, it went click. And I promise you, Ed, the whole place went woof. And, and I was... And I kind of <gasps> sort of it turned take around. take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> And this and this little, little this older guy with his cloth cap because it was cold, it was winter, scuttled across and went. I don't think you want to do that, sunshine. I don't. He and and it was basically we were stood there going, what the, what, what the hell's going on? And it looked like we were about to get lynched, quite frankly. Yeah, you probably were. And, yeah. And we were basically beaten by told by uh, this uh, the, the little fella in the cloth cap. You see, yeah. in this in this area. You see that van over there? Yeah, I see that van. When he yeah. opens his doors, <laughs> you open your doors, and not until. And so we took that on the chin. And uh, anyway, oh, so eventually uh, eventually the doors yeah. open. We put out our stuff. You know, we're trying to start Windsor auctions, but should we be trading? Should we be auctioneering? Learned very quickly we should be auctioneering. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we put a lot of stuff out. Brilliant. 
we sold everything we were going to sell in the first nine minutes, 20 minutes. I don't know. We and did not it, have the greatest of stock from a we, house clearance. <laughs> we did not have the greatest of stock. Anyway, it turned out to be a nice day. Really enjoyed it. Met lots of people, made lots of contacts. It was brilliant. But the highlight of the day was with, what, Harry? I'll tell you. Uh, go on. Go I'll on. Tell it. No, no. Go Simon on. loves telling this story. I go love on. telling this. So my <laughs> favorite, my favorite bit for you, Ed, is this. So getting towards the last sort of hour, we still got quite a lot of stock. Lady comes over with her friend, looks at a standard lamp, ums and ahs, measures it, blah blah blah. Uh, how much? Oh, tenner. Ooh, seems a fiver. We need to get rid of it. Fiver. It's got to go. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I'll. Okay. And Harry, bless him turns around and they're just about to walk away. And he says, I tell you what, love, we don't want to take it back here. Take it. It's our gift to you. Take She's it. Funny. She, What's wrong with it? <laughs> she, she said, close. You're she ahead said, of the game, Red. <laughs> she said, thank you very much. Picked up the standard lamp and walked off. And Harry and I had a glow in our hearts and we thought we've done a good thing. Stuck it in her stand. <laughs> no, turned out 10 minutes later, she brought it back. <laughs> She brought it back. She brought it back. She handed it to me. She goes, I'm bored of carrying this around. And it was free. <laughs> you can have that. And I just, I looked at her and went, I, I said to Simon, mate, we are not traders. We We're not even, traders. We cannot even no, no, give no. this stuff away. And <laughs> one of the best fairs in the country. We can't <laughs> give it away. We're at the best fair in Europe, in the country, and we can't even give our stock away. We are not. <laughs> this is not right for us. Auctioneering's where we need to be. Six but, months later, we came off the road and went back on the gavel. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, um, um, the, the nice thing is because we've done Kempton a few times, we understand how the process yep. works. We understand how it works for the traders and we understand how important that venue is, both for the traders and for, you know, uh, the customers that go around. So when we're auctioneering, we know a huge amount of what we sell from house clearances goes out to our Kempton traders and then yeah. arrives at, at your event, which is, yeah. you know, the flow of upcycling, recycling and those green credentials. It's brilliant. Exactly what you were talking to, about in a previous podcast uh, that you guys are talking about, about you know, the sort of, uh, we sort of very much now thinking about ethical shopping and, you know, green, and that's the, the pinnacle, that's the, you know, antiques is, is what it's all about, you know, a hundred plus years of age, and it's still being bought and sold, you know. And I can, and I, and I can say to our listeners, um, if you want to have a beautiful, eclectic, original home, and you, you, you need to go to Kempton. Because unless you, if you, if you're happy for your living room to look like page thirty-four of the IKEA catalog, IKEA yes. catalog. there we go. Let's, <laughs> get, let's get another letter, Simon. <laughs> Nothing wrong with IKEA. I mean, mix and match by all means, but don't have. <laughs> we're, coll we're, coll we're collecting complaints, Ed. It's all right. I, mean, I love yeah, a bit of flat pack, but you know. <laughs> but if, if you're if you're happy for for your you know to go yeah. oh I, I like what you've done with it. This is page sixty-two, right? Well done. Yeah, Congratulations. Well, yeah. Uh, was was it all delivered at once? Well done, you. <laughs> if you actually have any style and you want an eclectic, interesting home that people come to and go, oh my, where did you get that? And you want a story attached to it. I went to Kempton, got there in the dead of night, met some crazy yeah. trader with a woolly hat and we negotiated and we bargained and we bartered and I bought this amazing thing and I upcycled and recycled and here it is in my home. Kempton, 
is absolutely the place to be. Exactly. It's the interaction as well that you're having, as you just sort of said, uh, some of this, the interaction that you have with the, the trader, you know, the story behind it. And, you know, and that sort of goes with it. You know, you, when you're taking that piece home, you know, there's a story behind that. You know, as you just say, I, yeah, I got up at six o'clock in the morning. I drove to this antiques market. You know, I, I don't know, I was bought this and I didn't even want it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm buying it. And now it's pride of place, you know, in, in the house. And it's just like, that's kind of what Kempton's about. You don't know quite what you want and you don't know that you needed it until you're there. And you kind of think, I really like that. And, you know, that's that's what Kempton is about. Yes, the trade go there, the trade, you know, yes, as I said, it's not the mecca for them, but it's very important for them. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of the sort of key sources where they're buying. But your average person is just going to come along and wander around. As I said, it's something for everybody. It's what we love about it, being an antiques market. That, you know, there's something that could be for £5 or there could be something for £5,000. You know, everybody's welcome. That's the beauty of it. Now, I'm in charge of uh, bigging you up, Ed. So we've done oh, Kempton. Thanks, sir. <laughs> we've done Kempton. We've done, we've done Sandown. But now we're doing Wimbledon as well. Wimbledon, yeah. So again, so tell us Wimbledon, about yeah. that. Yeah, so again, that sort of came out really from COVID. Uh, when the whole universe went sort of upside down, as, as we all know, um, you know, we had to sort of temporarily uh, sort of put a, a pause on Sandown because predominantly Sandown, probably 80 plus percent of it is inside. It's a beautiful Surrey Hall. We got indoor furniture pictures, but, you know, we obviously, as everybody knows, we can trade inside. So we were trading outside at Kempton. Uh, and then a mutual friend sort of said, oh, there's a, a venue over at Wimbledon. I was like, hold on, I've just got quite a lot going on at the moment. Um, you know, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, but then I thought, you know, well, it's worth going over and having a look. So I drove over to where it is, St. George's Playing Field, uh, just, uh, just in, 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 in Ray's Park, in, in, uh, but we call it sort of Wimbledon Homes and Antiques. But uh, it was just, I sort of looked at the, vent the space and I was like, wow, hold on a minute. This is this massive bit of green space. Uh, outside, obviously, so you know, it ticks the boxes for sort of what we were having to do at the time, uh, and it was just the area that it was. Uh, and I thought, hang on a minute, this is a lot. You know, this is Wimbledon, and obviously there used to be the Wimbledon, uh, you know, fair that was, you know, quite, you know, uh, popular. You know, the dog track back in the day, the stadium, you know, that sort of closed down, and people love that. Um, so we suddenly thought, okay, let's just, again to see how it goes, like we did at Sandown. There's an opportunity here. Uh, a lot of our traders that trade at Sandown loved that Sunday, uh, you know, sort of vibe and opportunity to do a Sunday fair. Wimbledon's not a million miles down the road. Uh, one of the other sort of key factors with it, you know, the Jockey Club are great. We have a fantastic relationship with the Jockey Club, you know, 40 odd years at Kempton and whatever at Sandown, but the rent reflects that. So we were able to, um, you know, offer, uh, you know, pictures at Wimbledon in this beautiful, great green space. Uh, for you know competitive uh, rents and um, you know that was it and we kind of had our we were free to do what we wanted we had like a blank canvas um, and as I say it, it grew it, the first couple of fairs were great you know pretty much all of our traders that support us at Kempton and Sandown sort of said look whatever you and Jen are doing you know we're going to follow you guys we know you run a good fair we know you advertise it well you, you know it's proof there so we'll do it and uh, one of the traders after the first one sort of said Ed I think you've nailed it. He goes, where can I sell a 900 pound table in the middle of a field? Um, and that was it. So it, again, it's just so nice. And, you know, then people were coming back. So next year we decided to do six and everybody kept to go, oh, we love Wimbledon. Oh, we love it. And it's a, just a, it's a really, as I go on about it, it's just a really kind of really nice, relaxed vibe. You know, and I think it's almost like a sort of, everybody's just having a sort of quite a nice time about it. And it's not as serious, uh, but it's, it's 
the people that you're attracting. You know, being in Wimbledon, you're getting a lot of people from, you know, coming from North London down, and it's quite noticed quite a young crowd there, which is, um, you know, really good. And that is that is brilliant that you're getting the sorry, Harry, that you're getting the uh, the younger people, the fairs yeah. that you put on because exactly. they are. They are super cool at the end of the day, you know, yeah. and and the younger people are seeing that hype and getting involved and they love the green credentials and they yeah. love the eclectic nature of these fairs. It's brilliant. Exactly. It's the same shopping ethically and the green credentials of it. And, you know, what we're generally what we're all trying to sort of do our bit nowadays, um, you know, and especially the sort of the next generation of coming through there and. Again, you know, it's like the kind of kitsch stuff that they're bringing. You know, it, it, yes, there is a lot of trade still, you know, a lot of trade, you know, that call up, uh, can I get there at like nine o'clock? No, it's 9.30. You know, like, do you have early admission? No, you know, it's a, it's a Sunday <laughs> fair. Oh, come on. You're like, it's not a trade fair, you know. it's just. But I don't think it would matter if he did because the trade are coming in there anyway and they're buying what they want for themselves to, you know, to trade or whatever. But the sort of, you know, the sort of, the sort of our sort of age or the sort of younger crowd are sort of coming in there, you know, they're rocking up at sort of, you know, midday-ish and sort of having a wander around and just, you know, just genuinely can see that they're coming as couples, which is lovely because, you know, sometimes at Kempton, if you do get, you know, the husband or the wife, he can't make a decision and she can't make a decision without the husband or the, the partner being there because he knows that he'd probably get in trouble when they get home. So, you know, having <laughs> both of them there, they can sort of make the decision together and it just works. It works. Brilliant. Now, over the years, Ed, I mean, the one thing we love about our auction houses is it's not your standard fare of people, is it? You get the wild, the wacky, the the interesting, you, and... and <laughs> And Kempton and Sandown and Wimbledon, yeah. you must attract some interesting characters. Uh, what? We, well, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, literally every single fair, Kempton especially, every single, you know, I've been doing it for since I was, you know, 10, five years of age, you know. Uh, and, and honestly, every single fair that you do, something happens or you see something that you just kind of think, I love it. This is why I get up at, you know, midnight and get here and put up what you put up with. But it, yeah, just the people, I kind of, I sort of made some notes. So I sort of think, you know, I've got to sort of, you know, go through, you know, uh, the, sort of, the sort of people that you get and the characters. Let's have the, Ed, the let's have the Ed highlights of uh, yeah. the weird and the wonderful. Right. So let's go through what we've got. We've got, um, so, um, one of the trainers, lovely. Um, she used to have a parrot with her. She used to come along with a parrot. So every single fair, she would be known as Parrot Lady. She would have a parrot. <laughs> a, a, um... what? Sorry, hang on, hang on, Ed. I've got yeah. a supplementary question. So the yeah. parrot, the parrot's just walking about with her or sat on no, her? No, she or... was a trainer. No, it was a very well-behaved parrot. I mean, you know, God knows how you sort of tame a parrot, but this parrot was quite tame. Uh, it would sort of sit on a, you know, a shoulder, funny enough, like a pirate, but, um, you know, oh, it, but anyway, she was, she was quite funny. Um, uh, but just then the people you see, you know, you get a lot of sort of, uh, you know, celebrities and sort of film stars, you know, dropping names and stuff like that sort of coming to the fair. I mean, last Tuesday, for instance, you know, hold the front page, Boris Johnson was walking around the fair on Tuesday. Um, which was looking for a job. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was basically trying to basically, yeah, we were walking across a load of rugs and someone sort of went, Aladdin looking for his new rug. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I sort of went over and sort of said hello. And then uh, I think uh, I was chatting to Carrie and he was, I said, you know, what brings you here? Uh, and he was like, my wife. And I went, well, on duress, did you come? Do you want me to call anybody for you? Uh, you know, it's just, are you all right? 
uh, you know, not mentioning, was it a party? Wasn't it a party? And <laughs> did you have cheese? But I thought, I'm not going to go there. It's probably had it all. And I'm trying to keep my professional summary antiques head on me. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And uh, so, no, it, it, that was quite funny. You know, my, my late father was, uh, 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 my late stepfather, should I say, was, was an artist, uh, Bill Tolley. And uh, I, I was sitting in the office once and I saw one of his pieces of work walk past the window uh, that someone had actually bought. And it wasn't signed by him, but I knew because I've got the one that is signed by him, but that's probably another sort of one that he did. Uh, you know, that was quite sort of... Uh, you know, interesting and you know, that's story a bit that, surreal, isn't it? Is it, it was, was, it was yeah. you go, exactly. what? I was just like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran outside. I was like, do you realize what you've got here? And she was like, oh, what? I was like, anyway, just forget it. Don't worry about it. Uh, um, the, the vase that was bought that made the front page of the Trade Gazette. Uh, lovely piece. I think it was about 10 years ago. Uh, someone bought a vase. It made the front page of the Trade Gazette. You know, wish we'd all done that one. Uh, Twenty-five pounds. The guy was walking out with it to the, you know, to the car park, and a guy stopped him. who was a ceramics dealer. And said, oh, you know, what are you on that? And he goes, oh, knowing he thought it was something, but wasn't one hundred percent sure what it was. And the guy sort of stopped him, who knew he was a good ceramics dealer, and he went, oh, you know, like, are you thinking to sort of sell it? He goes, yeah, you know, for the right price. He offered him 3000 then for, on the spot for it, and he had only paid £30 for it. So he knew, you know, this guy's off the cuff has offered him 3000 He's not even, you know, skipped a beat here. Uh, went to the car park, called his friends up at Bonhams. He said, look, without seeing it, I need to look at it, touch it. Anyway, I think it was valued. Uh, it says it's made, a, I think it's valued at uh, forty to 60000 and I think they subsequently said they could have added another zero onto it. But God knows what it ended up. It was a guy from Portobello Road. Back in the day, it was like 2010. Um, wow. It was sort of, everybody down Portobello Road was, you know, talking about it. And, you know, the elephant in the room was everybody knew who the bloke was, but nobody mentioned it. But he was like, <laughs> you know, the fair play to the guy. You know, he's the guy or the lady that's getting up, coming into every single Kempton, you know, up and down the country, doing the fairs, you know, He's had a fight. He's had a, you know, brilliant, but he's been doing it all of his life. You know, it's not as if he rocked up to Kempton once and saw this. He's been, you know, getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning in the sideways rain, walking around antique market. So you know, I, bet the, uh, I bet the fair after that article came out of the ATG, <laughs> I bet there were people queuing down the Every road. single vase had gone. There wasn't a vase to me. Everyone was walking out with vases. <laughs> Uh, there's, a bloke, yeah. there's a bloke in the back of the shed potting as quickly as he could. Quick, quick, get some more yeah. of those, mate. Yeah. And then there's, a, there's another one, another example that we use. There's a, a, about the two guys that used to sort together and uh, have the wine and cheese, you know, at 11 o'clock. You know, everything would stop for, for wine and cheese. Uh, and there was another guy, for instance, they would sort of come in and they'd go, um, you know, let's just call him Jeff. And he'd go, it's Jeff in, yeah? And I go, um, yeah, no, no, he sort of comes in. But you normally come in with Jeff, you know, do you want to, do you want to come in you know, a bit later on? And he goes, no, 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 that's fine. I'm, I'm just going to come on my own and trade over there. And I went, okay, not to me to ask questions of why you don't get on with Jeff anymore, but, you know, none of my business. So I'll just keep my head and my summary antiques hat on and that will be it. And then subsequently I was chatting to him sort of a couple of affairs later on. And I said, what, what are you going on with Jeff? I said, he's a really nice bloke. I said, you know, I don't want to, you know, pry or anything. And he goes, 
No, he goes, it, it's basically, it's cheap land furniture. He goes, he is literally selling it like it's just going out of fashion, pardon the pun. But he sort of said, you know, uh, I had so much of it back in the yard sort of four years ago. He goes, I was smashing it up and burning it because nobody wanted it. Now <laughs> I sit next to him at Kempton and he's selling it literally, you know, off the making hut. And he goes, I just can't do it anymore. It just, just brings back the days when I was smashing it and burning it because I couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> and I was like going, oh, okay. <laughs> So on that on that front, Ed, uh, because you know you're the man on the ground, you're at all, you're at all of these fairs and all the rest of it. What are you seeing as sort of the next trends? The next, you know, we've done the sort of architectural salvage, we've done the painting, yeah. we've done the exactly done the French chic, we've chic. been there, and well, done there, been there, done that. What are you industrial? Think? Um, I don't. <laughs> I knew that. Simon, I'll be uh, somewhere oh, in the Cayman Islands, probably exactly. sitting on a yacht. Well, um, that's why. That's why I was hoping yeah, you would tell me. Yeah, <laughs> you got the lottery. You got the lottery numbers as well. I don't suppose. Um, no, it, it's kind of driven. I think, in all seriousness, it's driven by the consumer. You know, they are the ones that are driving the next trend. It's the uh, the sort of geniuses of the uh, the traders that can sniff it off a mile away and know that when trends are changing, that they can adapt to it and that's the kind of the cleverness of the trade themselves that have been around for so long that see trends sort of come and go like you know the jeep and stuff like that or you know that they can adapt themselves and they then buy to what is selling you know they're at the coalface every single fair selling and after a while that big bit of brown furniture is not selling and they kind of think hang on a minute i keep dragging it out i keep bringing it over to kempton and sticking it in my van wacky great bit of furniture that's taken up half my van and it's not selling so you know hang on a minute here i'll tell you what you know i'll probably try something else because that guy next to me is absolutely clearing his van out every single fair so he obviously knows what the next trend is so i kind of think it's driven by uh you know the the the, the, the buyers coming to kempton you know and i think uh also what we see at Kempton as well on the Tuesday uh, that we, as I say, that we we wouldn't necessarily see on the Sunday is we get a huge amount of the film studios that start coming to Kempton. You know, they are an integral part of of the fair at the moment. You know, the trade, as we all know, it's it's tough to put it mildly out there. Um, so everywhere that you can kind of uh, you know sort of pick up or fill a void. Um, you know the you know where we are in Kempton Park is not a million miles away from Shepson Studios. And whether you're aware, like Netflix have just uh, made Shepson Studios their HQ, so they've built huge amount of sound stages and um, you know spent millions and billions over there. It's massive. And I think Amazon Prime have also Amazon are just around the corner from us at Bray. So that and they're coming to you as well. We know. Yeah, exactly. So you know they're kind of coming along and you know buying stuff, and I think that they can adapt to that as well. You know that, that you know they won't tell them. You know that I think they were filming Bond or something like that there, and I could see them running around buying. And I was going, oh, you know, what you know, what are you buying for? And they're like, oh, I can't tell you. I'm like, oh, I'm not mm. telling anybody, am I? Like, it's a period <laughs> drama. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you know, I don't know what the what the next thing is around the corner. It's exciting to see. Um, you know, and we sort of say, you know, what was vintage or what was sort of, you know, uh, um, you know, sort of 1970s or or something like that is now becoming sort of 80s. I think you guys are, again, we're talking about it in a, a past podcast about, you know, action men toys and, he, you know, things like that and watches and, you know, stuff now that's from the 80s and 90s that is going to be the next thing to collect. 
you know, just to add on to what we're already collecting at the moment, you know, vintage and, you know, what's vintage now? Vintage, you know, we used to think as 60s or 70s. And now you're thinking, Jesus, I'm old, aren't I? It's 80s. It's <laughs> 80s, <laughs> You know, um, but it's interesting to see, you know, what, 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 that, what, is, what is coming out, you know, what's the next thing? That's always exciting to, you know, walk around the fair and sort of see what people are buying. You know, I love it. You go to, you have sort of go on about it. We've got pickup zones at Kempton. So rather than people having to have bought pieces, having to sort of, you know, lug it out to their car, which is part sort of the other end of the race course, we have sort of collections. So I'm sure most other sort of businesses, you know, fairs have. But that's the that's the interesting part is to spend 20 minutes, half an hour over there, seeing what people are carrying out. That's the kind of that gives you that idea of what's selling is, you know, standing around in one of these collection zones for half an hour and seeing what people are carrying to their vehicles. That's when you get a, a sort of flavour of what's what's yeah. on trend. Good that is the way yeah. forward. Simon yeah. will be standing next to a collection zone because obviously he wants his yacht in the game. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm heading now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Ed, um, mate, we are so grateful that you have been able to spend, I mean, much longer than we were expecting with us today. No, For everybody who, um, just to make sure that everybody understands how this works, if you go to the show notes on whichever platform you are on, we will have as much information as we can possibly shoehorn in there about forthcoming fairs and all the rest of it. Go to the website, read the history of Kempton and Sunbury Antiques, and you'll find out all the bits and pieces that we've got on social media. So, you know, have a look at Instagram. For people, you know, talking about what is Kempton about, you know, for, you know, I know social media, but, you know, go on Instagram now and, and people are, you know, that's the real thing that you'll see yourselves if, you know, what, what people are pictures they're uploading on Instagram. Every single fair, people are putting stories out. Every every that, so. Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday, Ed, I follow certainly <laughs> round Kempton <laughs> as they video their progress. Because I'm not, I'm not good at six a.m. But I don't have to do it now. <laughs> Four o'clock in the afternoon, just, I can have a mug of tea and go on a journey. That match of the day, watching the highlights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I tell you what, Ed. Um, for any of our listeners who who like the sound of Kempton, you've got to go there and you experience do. it, and, yeah, and exactly. smell it, and see it, and be part of it, and buy something at Kempton, and haggle, talk to a trader, haggle with a trader. Buy something for your home and walk round. And as Ed pointed out earlier, go home with something you didn't know you need. When you look at that taxidermy owl and wonder how the hell did that get there, you've got a story from Kempton. You've yeah. got a story. And you'll be in Kempton. good company with a Paloma Faith that loves her taxidermy. So she was at Kempton lots of long <laughs> ago. Yeah. yeah, we actually did manage to wangle a couple of tickets to her concert. So <laughs> it's not it's not what you know sometimes. <laughs> but no, she 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 bought a lot of taxidermy. So uh, yeah, so if you want to be uh, yeah in with Paloma, get get yourself some taxidermy at Kempton. Brilliant. That's the way Ed, forward. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on the pod. You've been a legend. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Thanks, Harry. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much. Well, that did not feel like as long as that interview went on for because Ed is, he, he is, as we alluded to in the intro, an absolute legend. By the way, I know she wasn't on the podcast, but a big shout out to his wife, Jenny, who also runs yeah. uh, the affairs. Uh, um, just so we don't get, as we both work with our wives, we've been down this route before. Jenny is an integral part of the whole thing as well. But Ed very kindly was able to spend us some, spare us some time 
he it's fascinating what they're up to. And I also have to say, and I wanted to say this on the pod, but we didn't get a chance. His mum, Sue, who founded the original fair at mm-hmm. Sunbury Cricket Club, must would have been so proud that they're now at Sandown, they've got Wimbledon, the whole nine yards. And he's just, he's working his tail off, isn't he, the team to make these fairs work. But also, what a trailblazer his mum, Sue, was. And how incredibly brave. You know, you've got this uh, this woman, Sue, who has created this this amazing institution that is Kempton and has grown and grown and grown. And then it's clearly in the genes because Ed has picked up, has has lived that life with his mum, watched it grow and then taken it on. And as you say, I'm sure she would be exceptionally proud as to where he has taken this. It's clearly in the genes because uh, uh, what a family and um, um, what a little empire of trading they've created. Absolutely brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And the only thing to say, dear listener, um, is that when we finish the podcast, because we simply ran out of time, we probably spent another 20 minutes talking about the next couple of hours we could talk about with stories from Kempton. And we will certainly be coming back to do that because it's absolutely fascinating. And Ed's a great guy to do a pod with. Yeah, we're definitely having him back. There'll be tales from Kempton and Sandown uh, later in the year. That's going to be good fun. What do you want our listener to do, Simon? Go to Ke- go to Kempton. <laughs> we do want them to go. Go to Kempton, Sandown or and Wimbledon. Or Wimbledon. But when they're not doing that, please like, subscribe, review the pod. Pay their storage charges. <laughs> Pay, their Pay your storage charges. Pay your invoice promptly. I don't know. I don't live in this social media world of yours, Harry. I'm confused. I like cold hard cash. Tell your friends about the podcast. Simon, I will see you soon. Love ya. Cheers, mate. Love you too. Bye.